Okay, I hope everybody had a really wonderful, exhausting day today. I'm sure the last thing that you want to be doing now is listening to a shear. However, it is important that we make sure that we know what we're supposed to be doing and how to handle Shabbos properly. So I'm going to try to go through it as quickly as I can. If anybody has any particular questions, you should really feel free to speak up. Uh, Don't feel uncomfortable. There's nothing to be embarrassed of. Most of the people in the room probably have never engaged a chola b'Shabbos. Many of you probably do not even know what to anticipate. I don't know how many of you already put your campers to sleep or how many of you haven't even had the opportunity uh, to do many of the things. So let's try to go through it. I'm going to try to bring up many of the scenarios that have come up in the past. And then anything that is still left unresolved, please feel free to, um, to speak up and to ask your questions. I think it does help, Mrs. Kaufman pointed out, that it does help when people in the group ask the questions in public so that others will be able to gain from the answers that are given to your questions that might be relevant to them as well. Uh, we begin with the Gemara in Masechus Yuma, where the Gemara tells us that the most important principle in Kala Torah Kula is the Chai Bahem. The Chai Bahem means that the most fundamental concept of all of the Tarak Mitzvahs is we have to make sure that we are healthy, we have to make sure that we are well, and that we are able to serve HaKadosh Baruch Hu properly. If we are not going to be healthy, we obviously cannot serve Him. And that is why... Pikuach Nefesh is Dochek Kol HaTorah Kula. We assume that Pikuach Nefesh overrides all of the mitzvahs HaTorah except for a very small group of exceptions which will not come up here in this camp over Shabbos. So when we talk about any Avera in the Torah, when you have that Avera versus Pikuach Nefesh versus somebody's life that is in danger, we assume that Pikuach Nefesh is Doche Kal HaTorakula. There are many who throw around this line and say, yeah, Pikuach Nefesh is Doche Kal HaTorakula, and therefore they think that everything in the world is going to be permissible on Shabbos. In most situations, in many of our homes, this is really not so relevant. Here, it's a reality. It's not just in theory. We're not just talking here about something that might come up. I'm guaranteeing you there will be things that will come up this Shabbos, as in every Shabbos, where we will have to be Mechal Shabbos in a certain way in order to save the life of one of our campers. I was just in the infirmary before, and when you see the kinds of medications that are being divvied up for the next couple of days, and how hard our team of not only doctors and paramedics and EMTs and nurses and pharmacists are working on trying to make sure every medication is exactly where it should be, but to see that we are actually administering chemotherapy here in our facility, it should just give you an understanding of what we're dealing with. Most people never encounter chemotherapy if they're not dealing with cancer themselves. All of you are going to be engaging with chemotherapy, I'm sorry, not all of you, all of you are going to be dealing with campers who have a varying degree of medications that they're going to need on Shabbos, and some of them are very, very heavy and serious narcotics, some of them have very serious machinery, and they all need our very careful attention. So for many in this room, this Shabbos might grant you a very unique opportunity. I call it a unique and unusual privilege to have the chance to take care of HaKadosh Baruch Hu's children in a way that maybe you never have had the opportunity to do so before. And it's probably going to be very uncomfortable for you when you have to be faced with that situation. It's something that maybe you've never done before. It's something maybe you've never even thought about before. But it's something that we all need to familiarize ourselves with. First of all, 
There are many of our campers, not many, I just went to the infirmary to ask them how many of our campers are actually on CPAP and BiPAP machines. There are really very few this session. Camp Simcha Special, it's going to be a lot more. But in this session, it's very few, though we do have a few. Um, charting medications. We give out hundreds of pills of medications a day here. Um, if we mix up the medications and Khalila, we give one camper a medication that they were not supposed to get and it was supposed to go to someone else. Or if a camper does not get the medication that they need and as a result of that, they're off a day on the dosage that they're supposed to have, that can be a fatal mistake. When I say a fatal mistake, it means we could mistakenly give someone a dose of chemotherapy that they're not supposed to have because they're not actually on active chemo. These are fatal mistakes. I'm giving an extreme example, but that's a fatal mistake. Because we don't want to have any chance of even coming close to a mistake, we need to chart medications. Now, what does it mean to chart medications? You might see on Shabbos a nurse that is going to be sitting in the executive dining room. For those of you who are first time on campus, the reason we do that is because we don't want to have computer screens all over the dining room on Shabbos. It makes everyone very uncomfortable. And by the way, it makes the nurses more uncomfortable than you to have to use them. There's a lot of resistance from the medical staff to use computers. They're not comfortable doing this. They don't normally work on Shabbos. They make sure that their shifts are situated in such a way that they won't have to do this. But when they come here, they're doing it for our campers and for us. So we set them up in the executive dining room. I'm sure all of you know where that is only because it's where they give out the sweatshirts. So on Shabbos, the nurses are going to be sitting in there by all the meals and they are going to have a computer which they are going to use to chart medications with. Don't look at them as if they're strange. Don't feel uncomfortable. The reason they're doing it is because we need to log the medications. That means even if your camper only gets a Tylenol or an Advil, that is also very relevant information for them to know Obviously, nobody here should be giving out any medications, even Advil or Tylenol, which seems innocuous to us, but we need to make sure everything is charted. If there's any spike in a fever or anything that goes on, all of that needs to be documented, and that is why our nurses are going to keep very careful attention to everything that is done. It happens every year in every session, every Shabbos, that somebody has to leave camp at some point. Now, that can mean a variation of things. It can mean... In best case scenario, and I don't wish it upon anyone, but somebody on this campus will hurt themselves, and it's not one of the children on this campus, it's one of the adults on this campus. It means it's one of the staff members on this campus. What happens when that takes place? Of course, you deserve to get medical treatment the same way a child deserves to get medical treatment. If Khalilah, somebody has something wrong, we need to take care of you the same way we would take care of you if you were home. So sometimes that requires you to go to the hospital, more often than not, the person going to the hospital is going to be one of our campers. We do not send a camper to the hospital alone. Obviously, if a camper has something unusual that requires them to leave campus, most of the different things that come up that are routine, we can handle here on the campus, but sometimes when something goes wrong or something is unusual, we do have to go to the hospital on Shabbos. I would ask that there should not be one word in here. I'm not makbed on my kavod. I'm makbed on the kavod of HaKadosh Baruch Hu Shabbos. And if you think it's funny, you don't belong in this camp. We do have people who need to go to the hospital every Shabbos. We do not send a camper to the hospital alone. We will send a camper with a staff member. 
Sometimes we'll send the camper with two staff members. Obviously, it depends where we're sending them, how far it is, what exactly it entails, what needs the camper has, and how cumbersome their care is going to be. So if that's um, something that will come up, you'll be directed by those who are in charge of making decisions. You're not going to be the one making a decision. And you may be the one who is told, not asked, you may be the one who is told that you're going to be going with a camper to the hospital on Shabbos. If that comes up, um, it will be something that you have to really think about very carefully. You're going to be getting in a car. It's something maybe you've never done before. It's something you hope never to do again. But it's something that we need to do for the sake of our campers. So all of this just to mention that there are many different things that can come up and that will come up. And this is really something that we need to think about very seriously. We have to think in advance and plan appropriately and prepare ourselves not only physically, but also emotionally. It's an emotional toll that it takes on us to be able to do these things on Shabbos and to do them properly. Now, you may feel uncomfortable being asked to do something. You may feel uncomfortable with some of the things that are being done. Uh, you should be aware that the Shulchan Aruch says that when somebody is faced with a situation of pikuach nefesh on Shabbos, not only is there an allowance for them to violate Shabbos, but also we consider it to be a mitzvah, l'chalalas Shabbos. One is not only allowed to, but one is fulfilling a mitzvah when doing so. So you're going to observe Shabbos this week in a very different way than you have in the past, but don't feel bad and don't feel uncomfortable. You're doing exactly what HaKadosh Baruch Hu wants you to do, and that should give us comfort. So much so that the Ramban actually writes that if somebody decides they're going to stand on their principles and they're going to say, no, I want to observe Shabbos and I don't want to go to the hospital. If you have a camper who comes from a religious home, we have a little bit of a complicated structure here because some of our campers come from religious homes and some of them do not. So for those who come from religious homes, if they're going to say, I don't want to go to the hospital, I'm not comfortable with this, the Ramban writes about such a person, Hareze Chasidus Shel Shtus. That is not somebody who is really being such a pious Jew. That is someone who's really not understanding the severity of how halacha looks at one's health and how careful we need to be to look after ourselves. And therefore, if that is the determination that our medical staff makes on any given situation, then that is what we need to do, and that is what we need to assist them in doing as easily as possible. That goes way beyond Hilchus Shabbos as well. We find this by Hilchus Yom HaKippurim. If you have a chola on Yom Kippur, obviously they have to eat. If you have a chola on Pesach, sometimes that will require them to have... Um, sometimes that will require them to have... Chamas uh, B'Pesach as well. Now the Mishnabura quotes a comment of the Yerushalmi where the Yerushalmi writes that if somebody has a situation of Pikuach and Efesh on Shabbos, we assume that if they're going to delay and ask questions and go and ask a Shaila to a Rav before acting upon what needs to be done, Haraze Maguna. It's terrible to waste time from a life-saving, life-threatening situation to ask questions on Shabbos. Vihanishal says the Mishnah Bura, if somebody is the one who is asked, if you are the Rav who is being asked the question, Hareza Shofet Damin. There's something wrong. It means we didn't educate properly. So the head staff on this camp understand that the responsibility that they have to teach all of you what your responsibilities are and what the protocol is is something that they all take very seriously. It's not only on the shoulders of a Rav, it's on the shoulders of every senior staff member on this campus who knows and understands how seriously we need to weigh these issues and how much we need to guide you to do them properly. So let me go through a couple of specific examples 
Um, let me just start off with the one that is most obvious. There are some of you here um, who are specialties, who are lifeguards, and you live in staff-only bunkhouses. So we begin with those, because that's the simplest. No malacha is allowed to be done on behalf of the staff bunkhouses, period. We don't turn on and off air conditioners, we don't turn on and off lights on Shabbos, even though we have non-Jews running around the campus on Shabbos, you may not make use of them because the same way you wouldn't make use of them in your home if something went wrong. It's a pretty comfortable place here, it's not boiling hot. Generally we would say there's no heter, there's no allowance for you to do that. Beyond that, when the camp is Makabal Shabbos, it means we expect that every member of the staff is going to be Makabal Shabbos along with us. The Shulchan Aruch writes that if you're living in a small environment where there's only one minion, which is exactly what we are here, we are just one kvutza, we are one minion, there are not breakaways, we are all Makabal Shabbos together. And whatever time it says on the schedule, that means Malacha has to be over on this campus at that time. I don't know what time it is, I assume we'll post it tomorrow, but don't think that just because you don't have a camper to look after that that means you're allowed to be showering later, it means you're allowed to be doing your hair and makeup later, all malacha has to be finished at the same time because all of us are Makabal Shabbos together and that is something that is an expectation that the Shulchan Aruch has of all of us being part of this group. So what are the, some, of, some of the practical and more specific uh, relevant situations that come up here in Camp Simcha that will come up over Shabbos? Number one, prepare on Erev Shabbos. Anticipate the situations that you're going to be confronted with on Shabbos. Think about the questions. Try to consider the issues. I just went, not just, now girls are going to sleep, but I went during the night activity with some of the counselors into their bunks when none of the campers were there to look at the machines with them, to show them how are you supposed to turn things on, how are you supposed to turn things off, how can you set them properly, how are you going to set a feeding pump. This is something that we need to think about in advance. If any of you have that, I'm happy to go with you at a time when there's no one in your bunk. I, I don't go near the bunks when there are people in them. But I'm happy to go with you at a time when there's no one in the bunk, or you can ask Rifki or Mrs. Kaufman or anybody else to go with you. They can show you, they can walk you through it, and they can make sure that there are going to be questions that will be raised that are relevant to how you should take care of Shabbos issues in your bunk. Um, one of the bypass issues that we have is, Bensi has made sure that in almost every bunk there is a Shabbos lamp. You should make sure those are turned on before Shabbos. You should make sure to set the air conditioning before Shabbos. Now, not always is that going to be perfect. Sometimes you set the air conditioning, then the temperature drops in the middle of the night and we need to change it. If I was in my own home, I probably would not change it. I, I should say, I of course would not change it because it's not so uncomfortable, I can bear it. When we're dealing with children who have tremendous sensitivities to different temperatures and setting the air conditioner properly is something that is really important for them, then we really don't have the ability to take chances and we need to make sure that we change it. So what we're gonna talk about is, how do we change things, and how do we make sure to take care for our campers? If you have a camper who is on active chemotherapy, there is no suffix that that camper is considered a chola sheyesh sakana. That means their life is actually in danger. They are in acute danger. And that means that we need to treat them as such. So number one, you need to make a call to the infirmary, to a doctor or a nurse or a paramedic, if anything, changes in their status from what it was to what you see now, anything. And even though to you it doesn't seem like it's a major change, but if there is any change, we need to make a call because we, as lay professionals who are taking care of our children, of our campers, do not know how to make a proper determination whether this is something that really matters medically 
or it's something that is totally irrelevant. It's, that is something that the protocol of this camp is. We need to make sure that we make a phone call when something changes. Now you'll say, well, no, I know my camper and I see and they're doing fine. When we break protocol, when we're dealing with Tzibur and we break a protocol, it could be something that will be fatal. I'll give you one example from Eretz Yisrael where you say, well, it didn't really matter, but in the end it did matter. There's a rule, there is a whole unit in the Israeli army where they have women who watch a whole bunch of screens that are set up all over Arab villages and they're supposed to watch there to see that everything is going smoothly and that nothing at all changes. The protocol is, if you see anything happen out of the ordinary, you need to call ahead to the central command and let them know. It was Friday night and these religious women were watching the screens and they saw that there was a truck, it was a delivery man who had crashed into a pole, the pole fell down, he got out of his truck, he saw his truck was damaged, he was crying, he was upset, and then whatever, they got a tow truck and everything moved on. She didn't call it in because she didn't think that there was anything to call. It was a civilian accident. Why should I call that in? When we say that there's anything unusual that happens, that's not called unusual, that's just an accident. Three days later, there were three chayalim that were killed at that very corner. What happened? The truck was really a setup. He got in what looked like a civilian accident, but he was doing it to test the cameras and to see and to knock over a camera that was actually a crucial spot where they were watching. Until it got fixed, they came right away three days later and they shot three Israeli soldiers who were there waiting because now they were going to be ambushed because there was no video watching them. The point being, when you go against the protocol that is set, even if you think it's not an emergency and you think it doesn't really matter, you're making a mistake. You have to go along with the protocol because when we're dealing with the Bikuach Nefesh de Rabin, when we're dealing with a group of over a hundred kids who are here, who are very sick, many of them very sick, we have to make sure that we follow the protocol because going against it can be something that can be fatal, maybe not for this camper, but subsequently for somebody else at a later time. So that is number one. Number two, as we mentioned, we're going to be administering lots of medications over Shabbos. None of you are gonna do it, but you need to make sure that your campers are brought to the nurses to be able to get their medications. And as we said, don't be surprised when you see the medications being logged on the computer. Uh, turning on a feeding pump, we only have one of them this session in camp, and it's going to be an overnight feed. So it's not so difficult. If you're the one who has that camper, I'm happy to talk to you. But there might be more than one camper who have a CPAP or a BiPAP machine. Uh, the best way to do it is to do it And I just tested it out with the counselors before. To do it with the back of your knuckle is really something that is not so complicated. It's pretty fairly easy. And that is definitely what we should do. It doesn't really cause a delay at all in turning on the BiPAP machine and it should not be a problem at all. If you are traveling in a car on Shabbos for a medical transport, obviously we would not tell you to drive with a shinoi. We don't tell you that if you're driving the ambulance, you should drive with your feet. So shinoi has to be something reasonable. When we're talking about something that's a reasonable accommodation for a Sakana, use the back of your knuckle to turn it on. It's not such a big deal. Um, there are going to be campers who will need blood and urine samples that will be sent to the hospital. That's somebody who's going through chemo, obviously needs to check uh, their blood and urine at different intervals and sometimes we need to send it in. You don't have to worry about it because we have a non-Jew who is on staff who is going to be driving those to the hospital should the need arise and they will get all of the information for us. So that really is not your concern at all. Um, there are a number of our campers who have regulated diets. Um, I think in Camp Simcha Special it's more so than in Camp Simcha, but here as well, um, because of the medications they're on, they have very particular diets that really focus on the fats, the proteins, and the carbs that they have. 
Um, somebody who has a seizure disorder, the diet will help to stabilize them. Somebody who has severe Crohn's or something of that nature, specialized ketogenic diets or different kinds of things. Um, that being the case, sometimes we're going to have to put things on an, on an electronic scale to make sure that we're weighing exactly the proportions of what's on and what's off. I think this is more in Simpha Special than it is here. I don't know if we have any of those here, but um, there may be need to use a blender on Shabbos. There may be some of your campers who, especially those who have campers that are not religious, Shabbos afternoon when we don't really have hot food, they may be very, very uncomfortable and they're hungry and we're not going to give them a hot meal. So what kind of accommodation should we make for them? That's a great question. Um, again, I would say think in advance. What are the kinds of things that your camper likes to eat? If you know in advance that your camper likes to have certain items that are cooked, then tell the waitresses before Shabbos, let them know that they should have a couple of things prepared for you just in case your camper loves hot dogs. We'll have it heated up on Shabbos by a non-Jew if the need should arise. Again, we shouldn't offer that from the outset. We have plenty of food in this camp. There will be plenty of things that are being served, but if your camper is insisting that they want something hot, we can do that, but obviously lowering it from cooking on Shabbos, taking a hamburger out of the freezer and cooking it, to lowering it to be something that we're just reheating on Shabbos is obviously a tremendous to'elas, so we should think about that in advance. There is somebody here who has a uh, growth hormone injection, um, but I was told that that camper on this session does it themselves, so that's not something you need to worry about either. It's not something you need to be uh, concerned about, let them do it, and that's really not our um, business to worry about it. There are a number of our campers whose skin are affected because of the immunotherapy that they're on. Um, you should just be aware, I'm sure somebody has said this, that sunscreen is extremely important for many of our campers that are on chemo because side effect of their medications is that sometimes their skin is more prone to be at risk for burning. So it's important that on Shabbos you put on sunscreen as well, but it's so easy to get spray sunscreen instead of a cream sunscreen. If you're gonna spray a sunscreen on Shabbos, there is no malacha involved. Just think about it in advance. If you don't have one, we'll get you one tomorrow. We'll make sure to send someone out to get it and um, just let us know. But if you have, let's say, a different kind of medical cream that has to be administered on Shabbos, I would say the best way to do that is by using the back of your hand. I know it's uncomfortable to have the cream smeared with the back of your hand instead of the front, but it's something that can very easily do the job as well. And I don't think we should hold back if one of your campers has a sore or something of that nature um, where it does need, it does require some kind of medicated cream. I don't think that Shabbos should be a time for you not to give it to them. What about something that is not directly related to medical treatment? So let's say you're going to have campers that are going to come in and say they want the lights on, they want the lights off, they want uh, to make a phone call on Shabbos, they want to do all kinds of things. Um, so we do have a system here where there is going to be a non-Jew that is designated by the office. I believe she sits there Friday night and she is available. Please do not make use of the non-Jews who are here in the dining room. That is not their tafkid. First of all, they don't speak English, so they won't even understand what you want. And second of all, if we take them away from here, they're not gonna be able to do the things we need them to do here. We have somebody on staff who is designated to go around the bunks at night, turning on machines, turning on lights, turning off lights, turning up the AC, turning down the AC. These are things that you can ask them to do if there's something that requires them to do so. Um, it's not so uncommon that you're going to have a camper who is nauseous. Sometimes they're gonna vomit on Shabbos all over themselves and they feel disgusting and they don't feel well. And we obviously need to allow them to shower. Um, if you have a camper that knows how to turn on the shower themselves, many of our campers are very young though and don't have the ability to turn on the showers themselves. And this presents 
a little bit of a problem. So, how do we turn on the shower? Again, I would say, because we're dealing with a Cholosh Yeshva turn it on with a Shinui. If you have a camper that has a non-emergency, let's say you just have a seven-year-old camper from a non-religious home who wants to take a shower at night, not because they need it, you know, they could wait till tomorrow morning, but they just, this is the routine, this is what they do. That's not an emergency, but you can plan in advance. So, get the non-Jew to come to your bunk at a certain time, turn the shower on, just distract your camper until the non-Jew gets there, and that will be something that will be very simple to do. Um, the Shulchan Aruch does talk about an idea about Yisuba Daita. When you have a Cholosh Basakana, if they ask you to do something that is going to calm them down, even though it's completely unrelated to their medical treatment or condition, if they believe that it's going to calm them down, the Shulchan Aruch says we would allow that to be done on Shabbos as well. But it has to be reasonable. So... You know, say for example, you have a woman who's in labor and going to the hospital and she says, I want to pick up my mother along the way because I feel that she's going to help me in the delivery. We would allow that. That's a reasonable request to go and pick up her mother along the way and have the mother join her in the car in order that she should have an easier labor. But let's say she says, I want to rent a school bus and I want to drive around the neighborhood and pick up all of my friends and neighbors and I want all of them to be with me in the hospital because that will certainly make it an easier delivery. That sounds like a very unreasonable request. So that's something that obviously goes a little bit to the extreme, and in such a case, we would not do that. So I say for this as well, we have to look out for our campers' needs, not only medically, but also emotionally. We have to think about what are the things that are going to help calm them down, and sometimes that requires us to do things that may not be medically induced at all, that may not be medically motivated, but we're gonna do it in order to keep them calm. Now, sometimes that means you're gonna have a camper who's really not feeling well, who really doesn't have a lot of strength and is gonna ask you to call their parents on Shabbos. You may have to do that. Now, easiest is to say to the camper, especially if they're not from, and they do this anyway, call your parents, right? Let them take their own phone, let them call their parents. I think we have a balance here. We have to be a little bit sensitive to the fact that there are many campers on our campus who are from religious homes and we have to uphold the standard of Shabbos. So to be running around with phones and making phone calls the whole time is not so appropriate. At the same time, if it's before the kid goes to sleep and they feel that they need something to soothe them, they feel they need some kind of reassurance from their parents and they haven't heard from them all day, then certainly we would be allowed to help them in such a case. But again, I would encourage doing so with a shinoi, which is not so hard. Use your pinky, use a different finger than you otherwise would, and you can dial. What about if you have a camper who's a chola she'en bosakana? Means they are post-treatment. You have a camper who's in remission. Now, of course, they have tremendous emotional scars because of what they went through, and they are also considered to be cholim, but of course, they're going to be considered a little bit lower than somebody who's on active chemotherapy. In such a case, we assume Amir la'akum would be permissible. We would allow a non-Jew to do malacha on their behalf, and certainly to do something shinoi for them would be permissible as well. So every so often it happens where you have somebody who needs an ice pack, a hot pack, a cold pack, they're not feeling well, they don't, you know, whatever it is. Um, in this session, we really don't have so many respiratory issues or cardiac issues where hot and cold temperatures, that's really for Camp Simple Special. Um, but as I said, sometimes you're going to have a camper who needs to be hospitalized. And if that's the case, um, you need to just think carefully about what you're doing when you go along with them. So you're gonna get in the car, um, you know, the, the EMTs and paramedics are gonna put you in the, in the back of the ambulance, you're gonna go together with your camper, but just realize when you get to the hospital, there is no Eruv. So there's an issue of Hotza, there's an issue of Truman. 
there's an issue of buktsa. So what do you take with you? What do you not? Now, I'm sure the camp is going to tell you to take a phone along with you because we need to be in touch to know, does this camper need any help? Do they need any assistance? So just think about how to do that. Maybe wear a pouch with you so that the the muktza will only be kalacharyada, will only be backhandedly, so you're not actually handling the muktza unless you need to. Again, just to think about these kinds of scenarios because unfortunately they do come up every year, every Shabbos, and it's something that we just need to be a little bit mindful of. Uh, I'm sure there are going to be questions that will come up. If any of you have anything in particular that you feel I didn't cover, I'm happy to discuss it. But I think this is the basic general overview of Shabbos on this campus. I know it's something that's probably new to many of you, but it's a very, very special opportunity to spend Shabbos in this way and to be, care, to be the ones caring for how could grow up with beautiful children that need our help. Anybody have a question quickly before we finish? Okay, wishing all of you a wonderful Shabbos, and I'm here, I'm available if you need any further help.